Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media. This is episode five of season two of Racing with Roman. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fortital. Not down there in sunny Florida anymore, back up here in freezing New York City, Brooklyn to be precise. But I'm joined by a man who is still down there in South Florida. Sounds like he's enjoying himself. He's got one in in the first at Aqueduct today. Can't wait to hear what he says about these races we're going to be talking about later on the Gulfstream card. The man who gives the show its name, Lawrence P., a.k.a. Larry Roman. Larry, how are things? Oh, things are wonderful here. We actually, you know, uh, there was some bad weather in South Florida, for for South Florida anyway. I don't want to complain (laughs) when it's, you know, 50s or mid-60s. But seriously, here, if the if it's sixty three degrees, the people are bundled up in in, in coats, parkas, like it's, like it's oh my god, you you can't imagine this. The teeth are clicking. Yeah, it's so cold. Uh, they don't know from cold. Let me tell you. But today it's seventy five degrees, sunny, beautiful skies. The racing is going to be spectacular. Although tomorrow they said there's going to be a storm, but today it's going to be perfect. And so there are no excuses uh, for today's races from anybody. So I'm excited about it. Any uh, any general thoughts, Larry? A lot of times we'll start off these shows with a little bit of general chat about what's going on or a thought you wanted to share about your time as an owner and gambler. And then we dive into to three races. We're going to... We're going to definitely be talking about these races a little bit later, but curious if you had any reflections on what I thought was a very fun uh, Pegasus day. Uh, yeah, the, well, you know, I didn't think it was the greatest Pegasus race of all because no. the big boys were going to Dubai, uh, but it was a good race. You know, everything here is is great. I love I love this track. I love how beautiful it is. I love the treatment here. So that's good, but the bad news is not about Gulfstream. The bad news is what I see going on in Churchill Downs, uh, and I'm hearing, you know, this Bob Baffert being banned again. 18 horses where the guys are apparently loyal to Bob, which I think is a very good trait uh, to have sometimes, maybe not, depending upon the person, but it's just my impression. I met the guy once in my life, he was very nice and very friendly. Uh, I talked to him for maybe five or ten minutes. I just like the guy, and I think the guy's an honest guy. Can I prove it? No. You can never prove things like that. It's just the feeling that I get that this guy is perhaps the greatest trainer in the history of the game. Certainly his name is, is with the game. And now you're talking about potentially some of the superstars of the sport – we don't know yet who is, but potentially uh, not being in the Kentucky Derby. For what reason? I don't know, Pete. You're going to have to explain it to me <laughs> because I thought he had a two-year suspension, which I thought was really bad considering what I read. You know, again, I don't know the game. of I, I'm honest. I don't know anything about drugs and what these horses get and all this stuff. But what I do know is I don't – he wasn't indicted. He wasn't part of that whole thing where they came in and put put uh, people in jail for, you know, using illegal drugs and, and misbranding and all that stuff. I didn't I didn't see any of that. So, you know, what? Why are you banning these horses from a trainer? Okay, he had something. He dropped his suit from everything I read. 
he dropped the suit. So he was saying, you know what? Let's let bygones be God, uh, be uh, bygones, and let's move forward. Let's the game move forward. And now I'm hearing 18 horses are not going to be part of the Kentucky Derby. And I think we, as an industry, need to come up with some solution to have this changed. Uh, I'm going to give you my little thing that I had in my lifetime um, where uh, my partner years before I bought the business had done something, a small thing where it was over $1,500 in a business that did millions and millions of dollars. He didn't charge somebody who was the son of a delegate. I mean, he didn't know he was doing anything illegal, but it is illegal. Okay. So I saw myself, you know, the company in trouble, and I explained it to the people, and I said, "Look, we're as honest there as there is." And uh, said, oh, yeah, everybody says. That. I said, "Okay, bring in a, an integrity monitor," and they have that in New York. I don't know if they have that anyplace else. They said, "Bring them in, let them look at everything," and they did bring the integrity monitor in. And he spent I don't know two years, and he wrote a report that we are an honest company. Uh, we run things the right way. And quite frankly, it really helped our business because the authorities in New York and their job is to watch us. Let's face it. Uh, they saw that we were doing everything the right way, the proper way. And maybe there's something here where so a week before the race, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out. <laughs> a week before the races, bringing somebody 24 hours a day, seven days a week to watch what happens with these horses. And just saying there's, there's nothing wrong and he's done everything right. And somebody's watching because we don't know what, you know, Bob Baffert uh, had a good reason that it could happen. I don't know if it's the truth or not. You don't know if it's the truth or not. I don't think the people at Churchill Downs know if it's the truth or not. I don't know. Maybe AI, AI supposedly can do everything. Maybe AI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, but I do know. That, in my strong opinion, it's a mistake to ban Bob Baffert horses. Um, there was no, he was no, not convicted in, in court of anything that I know of. If they, he was, let me know. Um, but I think it's time to move on. And he took the first step by stopping his lawsuit. I think that was the right step. And now I think it's the right step. And by the way, I love Churchill Downs. <laughs> I love everything about Churchill Downs. I love the people, the racetrack. Everybody's so friendly. It's a wonderful place to be. But I think they're making the wrong decision here. And I think uh, we have to, as an industry, come up with some kind of compromise or some space-saving thing. But we need these horses to be eligible to race in the Kentucky Derby. Otherwise, there's an asterisk. And me, personally, I have no interest in watching the race. Wow. How could you watch a race if... if uh, three or four of the best horses aren't in the race, potentially. Of course, we don't know that yet. We'll know a lot more. Has, we might know a lot yeah. more uh, tomorrow, in fact, with Nisos competing out there on the West Coast. I have a lot of sympathy for what you're saying. I think part of the problem was I feel like the dropping of the Baffert lawsuit simply happened too late in the year to become a relevant data point for, for Churchill. And I was surprised when they extended the ban the extra year. I thought it was sort of like a okay, time served thing. I don't have all the information they have, so I'm not here to 
pass judgment on it. But I will say this. Hopefully the lawsuit, um, the owners sort of decided to stick with him this year. That's a bit of a line in the sand. Hopefully between this year and the next derby, we can get this this sorted out. Because I'll tell you one other thing, Larry, knock-on effect from this is, you know, we all love the possibility of a horse going for the Triple Crown. Uh, That's so good for the sport. It keeps people tuned in extraordinarily unlikely to happen when you're going to have a fresh group of Baffert horses in the Preakness. Extremely unlikely. We're going to be having even a horse who looks as good as Fierceness, and we'll get to him in a minute, but uh, being able to run for for a potential triple crown with with fresh Bafferts going after him in in the Preakness, and then again, potentially in the Belmont. Though, hey, just getting to the Belmont with a triple crown chance would be great for racing. Don't think it's going to probably not going to happen this year, but we shall see. We'll know a lot more going forward. Are you ready to dive into these races, or do you want to button up that chat? I just want to button that up for one second, which is that I'm just saying personally, as much as I would love to be in the Derby uh, or race, you know, own a horse for the Derby or whatever, if if I was had a horse eligible now, I wouldn't race. I wouldn't race. I think it's so wrong what they're doing. Uh and I don't know why, and I don't know who, and you know, like I said, I have the highest respect for Churchill Downs and the people there. I just think it's bad for the sport, and it's going to get worse. I mean, people are going to start to talk. Why is this happening? Why are these horses out? We don't need this. We have enough problems in the sport. So I want all the people in the sport to come up with some idea that can allow these horses to race for Bob Baffert uh, for the good of the game. Okay, that's it for me. Now let's go on to the races. I like it. First of all, yeah, yeah let's talk about aqueducts. So I have a yeah, horse yeah, in yeah. the first race. Yeah, there's 32 minutes to post. Uh, I'm looking at my horse at seven to two. Uh, it's a horse clearly anybody knows. This horse has problems, um, and so the question is, can he overcome the problems? Uh, I think that we can. I think we can win the race. The horse is seven to two right now. At seven to two, I'm betting him. You know, if he's even money or six to five, I'm not. But you know, they the five horses an allowance horse finished second twice in the allowance race. Um, but I know my horse. Uh, if he's three quarters right, I think he can beat that horse. Maybe eighty percent right. I don't know until they go in. Clearly, uh, Linda Rice had a horse yesterday in the 35 claim. She dropped down dramatically. The horse had been off, and the horse looked like a winner. And the last 80 yards, the horse didn't even finish off the board. So that's the risk. So you go by the odds, 7-2, to 3-1, to one, bet this horse. Okay, not, now we'll go over to Gulfstream. Yeah, not many will get to because of when the show drops. But if you're hearing this right away, yeah. zip over to Aqueduct and see what you can get down on the six runner, Candy Tycoon. You might remember this horse has quite a resume from back in the day, a second in the Fountain of Youth, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, in for the 20 today. Godspeed to you, Larry. Let's get to the regularly scheduled programming, starting with race number five at Gulfstream Park. We've got this allowance race going seven and a half. And we have one scratch to report, and it's a horse that was going to catch some money, number seven, Smokey Mandate. In his absence, uh, who are you going with here? Well, I wish Smokey Mandate was in the race because that's the theory that I had here, which is speed, speed, speed. So you look at the one, Frito, speed. Um, of course, coming a little, cutting back a little bit. Two horse speed has to be on the lead. Mm-hmm. The one has to be on the lead. The two has to be on the lead. The three horse 
had the one bad race, but look down before that, you, you're seeing 44-3 and three on the lead from the five post. So, and with the seven horse in there who was going to definitely be the favorite or close to it, it was going to be a lot of speed. Yeah. The seven was going out as well. But I still think there's enough speed there. So I'm looking at a horse like OK Boomer and Rotterdam. Yeah. Okay, Rotterdam. That's who I liked. Yep, very interesting. Yeah, so, you know, these horses fight, 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 fight. And then, you know, seven and a half furlongs, uh, somebody comes from behind. Of course, these jockeys can read the program (laughs) a weekend. They know. However, what I've seen so many times is these horses, uh, you have a speed horse and you try to rate the horse. You see the horse pulling, 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 and then they never, they're done. When you see a horse relax, that's what you want. But when you see a horse, the jockey is leaning back because he can't hold the horse. Yep. Then when he asks the horse to go, they never go. So I think these guys have no choice. Uh, just gunning out of the gate, I expect to see a speed duel, and I expect to see the four and the six, and I'm going to take deference with you. I'm going to go with the six horse at eight to one in the morning line to come closing down the stretch <laughs> and nail them all at the wire. I'd love to see it. Rotterdam, second off a long layoff, was in a race that was washed off the turf the last day. Did very well on the synthetic to win from uh, not the not the greatest position and not not a great beginning either. This horse could step up, I think, and yeah, anything around that morning line. I think you've identified an interesting one to potentially uh, get there as well in the form of number four, OK Boomer. You and I have the same theory of race number five. Let's hope the, those sprinters burn it up and let's hope some of these uh, closers can come. And the other thing about it is so many of those speed horses coming out of sprints and the two horses you mentioned, Larry, both coming out of longer races, that little extra bit of stamina might serve them well, as long as they don't slow it down too much um, and run efficiently up front. But I don't think they will. I think these are sprinters stretching out. I think you're right. They don't have a choice. They're going to go. Hopefully we can get the money in race number five. Let's pivot and talk about race number six, Larry. We've got a huge favorite in here. Oh, a scratch to report as well. You could take out number seven in this spot, leaving um, just a field of seven. But I feel like all the attention, and I, I'm not sure how you meant to beat a horse like number five, Born Noble, off that impressive debut run. And also, to give you a sense, you know, Todd Pletcher typically works horses of uh, similar abilities together in his barn. This horse has had a workout with fierceness and kind of held his own. Not saying he's that good, but that certainly is an right. indication to me that he might be the real deal. Are you with or against Born Noble in race number six? What? Well, sorry. Uh, well, you you can't be against this horse. What I the reason why I picked this horse, uh, this race to analyze, is because I think there are three interesting horses. And I always say when you see a horse that wins for fun, you don't know where his bottom is. Yep. You know, you say, oh, the speed figure. Yeah, but you don't know where he can be with, with his second start. Uh, under pressure. So I look at a horse like Ari's Magic, $725,000 yearly for good for a good Magic sire. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Christopher Clement, we all know of him for the term. He brought this horse over to Tampa. The horse was four to five, and he won for fun. Now, do I expect him to improve? Yes. Do I think he's going to beat 
uh, Born Noble? Probably not. But I think he it's possible that this horse just improves dramatically. I'm really, of course, thinking he's going to come in second in this race. This horse, Born Noble, he could be the best three-year-old in the country. We don't know. We'll know after this race. If either the four, five, or six wins this race easily, those are the, that horse will be in the fountain of youth and is definitely going to be uh, something to be heard from. Each one of them has only had three races. I mean, one race. So look at the horse Merritt. I'm not a big fan of his breeding, but I am a big fan of the trainer, Sappy Joseph Jr. We all know him. What could the horse do? He won his first race by 10 and a quarter lengths easily. Okay. And he ran an 80 buyer. That doesn't mean he can't run a lot faster now because he didn't have to win by 10 and a quarter lengths. He just was just so much the best. So is this a horse that's possible to be close, possibly win this race? I don't think it's impossible. No. So what I'm, what I'm betting is big exact is five over four, six and small exact is four, six over five. And you're not going to make a lot of money and it's really not a betting race, but I think this is a really exciting race to try to pick out the next horse that's, Kentucky Derby bound. And I think who, if one of these horses wins the race uh, under confident handling, they're going to be in the Kentucky Derby. That's what I'm saying now. We can look back at that, uh, you know, a couple of months from now and see if I was right about that. So what, what do you say? You think the five is just unbeatable? I think it's going to be very tough. Of the two that you mentioned, I have a, a slight well, a significant preference, I'll go ahead and say, for the for the Clement runner, uh, Ari's Magic, just based on speed figure compared to what Merritt ran, and also the fact that um, also the fact that the form now the form of the Ari's Magic race isn't great, but at least it got a decent figure. The 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 Merritt figure I think is a little too high. I mean, we've seen five come back from that race, and none of them have won. Look, the horse can absolutely run second. The horse could improve and win. But for me, I'm going to be more about a cold 5-4 and singling the 5 in a lot of picks in this in this spot. But uh, I think your approach is smart, and it's something that's definitely uh, worth uh, worth exploring for folks. Like you say, not going, to, not going to pay a ton, but a likely winner and a fun way to play a race that you're going to want to pay attention to because Gulfstream Park, it's not just the stakes races that produce um, horses that end up on the Derby Trail, as we saw last year with uh, Mage winning on, on the Pegasus undercard Gulfstream a place that often will launch them to uh, greater glory so always pay extra attention to the three-year-old races down there speaking of three-year-old races should we get to the big one Larry yeah okay so we're in the big race and so yeah we're in the big race and uh clearly um everybody knows who, who's gonna win at least I think I do fierceness the two-year-old champ he's worked consistently you know, I had somebody giving me stats from Breeders' Cup juvenile races coming back and saying, oh, you know, it's, it's a, they often don't move forward, this and that. I was like, how many of those horses you just told me about ran a 105 speed figure and then work continuously throughout the winter? Not many. Not any, I would say. Uh, fierceness to me looks like the goods. So here's what I'm going to say. So, you know, like in football, you know, you think you know who's going to win the game. But somebody's a seven-point favorite or ten-point favorite or whatever. Uh, 
So you get even money because you're doing that. So I'm saying two and a half lengths <laughs> is the under over on the race. Okay. So I'm not going to give you a race. So it's two and a half lengths. I'm betting. It's hard. Uh, I'm going to bet over. Uh, I think that even though we don't expect this horse to be cranked up, he's not going to run his best race. Just knowing what people do with three-year-olds and Todd Pletcher, he's building this horse up for bigger and better things down the road. I don't think he needs the $250,000 purse here. Um, So I think he's going to be keeping this horse off the pace. I think the one horse, Hades, uh, with Paco Lopez, would love to do nothing more than beat this horse, right? And um, so I think that uh, Hades is going to be gunning out there for the lead. And um, the way I'm seeing it, Fierceness is going to be guiding up on the outside. Uh, They turn for home. uh, He'll probably be ahead up in front and then ease under the wire by three lengths uh, without asking him. That's the way I see this race. Do you and think, I think it, go ahead. Do you think Hades can hang on for second? See, I worry that fierceness is so good that he's going to burn off all the other speed and set it up for a closer. I was even a little bit interested in a runner like No More Time who scratched the five runner to maybe come and get second. As it is, I'll probably take a look at domestic product and sea streak to maybe come in behind. But if if Hades is strong enough on the front end, maybe he can just hang there and you have a cold two-speed number. Well, no, I I agree with you. I think when these horses, these horses want to win. And when you break their spirit, they tend to quit at the end because they've given everything. And now they've got this horse on the outside that's just like breaks this their heart. Yep. And so I'm like looking at Otello. Okay. I like Otello, Curlin, Escondrea, undefeated. Did win again. Another Christophe Clamont. He's only run a 76 buyer. I get it. But, you know, it's a mile and a 16th. So he's stretching out a little bit. His horse comes at the end. So I'm just betting cold. Him over Otello. I get it. Not that I don't think Hayes is, a, is, is maybe a better horse. But I expect Hayes to be on the lead. He's going to try to win. And then he's going to that Daryl in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he was great last week. Tell him thank you again. Yeah, for I'm going to put him on the phone before we say goodbye. Uh, Daryl. Pistol Pete wants to say hello. <laughs> How are you, Pistol Pete? I'm um, doing well. Great job on the show last week. You were certainly right about Warm Heart. What what a, what a run she put down. Um, I can't wait till we get him down and dirty again. I love it. The company was great, and we all had a great time. I can't wait to do it again. Awesome. Thank you, Daryl. Godspeed down there today. Right. Yeah, well, we're getting ready for the races, so I'm going to sign off right now. Let's do it. Uh, and and uh, we will. Uh, t- I'll talk to you during the week. Okay. Great stuff, Larry. Really appreciate you and uh, the time and effort you put into these shows. For Larry Roman, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos. Thank you. <laughs>